Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the second hour of the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. On this Sunday morning, it's 5 a.m. here in the Bayou City. All right, let's run down to Port O'Connor. We just call it POC. Let's check in with Captain Lynn Smith. Morning, Lynn. How you doing, buddy? Good morning. How you What's doing? Up? Oh, I couldn't be better. It's all good. Oh, I'm telling you, man. Good, good in POC. And, uh, yeah, last week, uh, I was hammering on the redfish pretty hard and, uh, worked on them pretty good. One day, heck, I had three guys and we were, we were done by about 830. Redfish know? are taking the world over right now. Thank God for that. It's taking up slack. I'll tell you. Isn't that the truth? And uh, <laughs> remember that that front rolled in last week, you know. And right. boy, I mean, what a difference a day makes, you know. That that next day, that wind was turned to the north and and was blowing about thirty out of the north. And, and uh, I had a couple, a uh, real nice couple out of Dallas, and and uh, and boy, that wind was howling out of the north and. I was. I went back to one of the lakes, and I thought, I just said, "Oh man, I hope it doesn't blow all this water out here," you know. <laughs> and uh, and uh, the fish started. They they didn't turn on till about, gosh, about nine thirty, and um, and they they picked up they picked up the reds. They needed one more red, and uh, just about that time that when the fish finally turned on. Uh, and they, they caught about a 24-inch red, and uh, the, the girl said, you know, we really need to go. we got to drive back to Dallas. I said, you really need to? I mean, these fish just turned on. Y'all just caught two in a matter of about 15 minutes. <laughs> and she said, yeah, I know, but we need to go. I went, oh, okay, okay. And yeah. uh, we pulled up and left, but that water had dropped about eight inches in, in about an hour. I mean, it blew the water out of there, boy. <laughs> and I was glad we left because uh, there's no, it dropped about a foot. So, uh, boy, that, that would bite to out. be way back up in the lake and putting people on fish, and then the tide goes out on you, and you're stuck, man. That would uh, oh. with a party. Oh, it <laughs> would it, be it good. happened to me. It happened to me a couple of years ago. I hope you know somebody the, with an airboat. <laughs> ooh, I went back into one of the lakes. I knew the tide was going to fall out, and I was just. Just wanting to stay in there and stay after these fish, you know, and and uh, finally I just said we 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 gotta go. I mean we have to go. And uh, when I finally said let's get out of here, it was too late, you know. And I couldn't I couldn't go back the way that I came in. Uh, it was too late. And uh, man, I had to turn around and and go back. And um, it was just too skinny. I just couldn't get out of there. And uh, I had to go back through another lake to get out. Man, it was brutal. Mm. I was just lucky to get out of there. <clears throat> but, uh, you know, you don't want to get customers stuck. 
There's just no way. I mean, they're not going to get out of the boat and push. You, you know, they don't want to do that. But uh, but anyway, it was uh, it was something. But anyway, this week um, I uh, I didn't have anything in the middle of the week booked, and I called the uh, ranch manager down at George West, uh, and I said, "Look, I said I'm free this week. This week, if you uh, need some help down the ranch, he said, "Boy, I do." He said, "Man," he said. Uh, I need to I need to fill some quail feeders, man, and I don't have anybody to help me. So I said, uh, well, I'll come down when, when you want me. He said, Wednesday. So I ran down Wednesday, and, and um, I, I didn't realize how much help he needed <laughs> until I got down there. And we started loading bags of maize in the back of his truck until the world looked level. And we started filling quail feeders. And we put out 70 bags of maize, filled up quail feeders. And that didn't fill them all up. I mean, he had, he had been filling them up. And there's, there was a lot of quail feeders on 9,000 acres. Trust me on this. Oh, yeah. And uh, he said, oh, yeah. He said, I've been filling them up. But we filled up the rest of them. And uh, then we hooked on to a... Uh, a um, hopper that had corn in it, and we went around and topped off uh, the rest of the uh, of the corn feeders. Oh. Finally, that afternoon, he said, we brought it back to the ranch house and parked it, and, and uh, he said, uh, well, you, you going to spend the night? I said, is there any more feeders to fill? He said, nope, that did it. He said, we are filled up. I said, I'm going to POC, man. I'm, I'm done. I'm going to sleep in my bed. I bet. Said, uh, Boy, that's I said, a lot of work be. for an old man. <laughs> oh, tell me. That's a lot said, of work for be. a young man. Yeah. I said, I can sleep in my own bed, man. So I had I had POC, and, and I, I rolled into town right at dark. Oh. Dark 30. Yeah, and, I bet but you we had slept out, good. Oh, you know it. I did. I didn't even roll over that night. Man, that was a lot of work. I'm bruised up. Man, I tell you, but it was good to get back down there, you know, and and see some animals, <laughs> see some animals, yeah, a lot of quail. I can't wait, man. I miss that. That's just that's my favorite part. Just watching the wildlife, yeah. chilling out. Boy, that's a good R and R, man. Man can oh, solve is. a lot of problems sitting in a deer stand. I'm telling you, man. And I was gonna. <laughs> I was going to sit in a stand and, and just scout, you know, but mm-hmm. it's just hot. Yeah. You doves know, are left. Hot. I bet I didn't see two doves the whole time mm-hmm. I was down there. Man, and, I uh, think they all went to Blaine's, dude. Golly. They did. They did. Uh, yesterday, I ran into a buddy of mine that guides on the King and uh, on the King Ranch, and he said, man, they are covered up down there. Yeah, that's below him and, and all over by Alice and Rialito. I mean, all that area down there, like a 300-square-mile area, is just you can't get another dove in there. It's crazy. Yeah. Oh, he said they're covered up. Yeah. And, um, now, we had a lot of quail. I mean, the quail were everywhere. I saw a lot of young quail, too. Yeah, it's going to be a good year for quail this year again. Yeah. Had the right yeah. rain all summer long. I mean, everything's right for it. Plenty of bugs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the grass is pretty high, too. Yes. I mean, uh, grass and bugs, man. Well, without the grass, you don't have the bugs. That's no right. Grass offers That's right. or anything else. And a buddy of mine, uh, I thought this buddy of mine was going to come down uh, Wednesday, same time I did, but he couldn't make it, and he was going to shred, 
spread some senderos. Uh-huh. Uh, and, uh, but he's coming down this Wednesday and, and Fred and, uh, boy, a lot of them needed it. I'll guarantee you. Uh, uh, this one particular sendero, I told him, I said, man, when I got back, I called him and I said, look, you need to get down there and shred this one sendero to this deer sands. Uh, you can't even tell it was a road, you know? Right. You couldn't even tell it. I said, man, they really need mowing. Uh, it's really grown up. I mean, they got some rain down there at the right yeah, time. Yeah, it, and it was all at the right time all year long. They actually ended up getting more rain down there than we did up <laughs> this way for, you know, for yeah. annual rainfall, no doubt. Yeah, they sure did. And uh, we were driving horn back. De- I rain. bet your horn development's going to be good this year. There'll be some big deer shot. Yeah, I bet there are. Uh, we were driving back to the ranch house, and that buddy of mine that has that ranch, ranch at Johnson City, he called me. Yeah. And um, he said they got three inches there uh, over the other day, but it's just the ground soaked it up, you know. Yeah, it just drank it, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, they've been dry up there. And he had built some ponds, he had, you know, during the dry period. He uh-huh. he did some dozers in there, and they built a couple of extra ponds, and, and the ponds are basically dry, you know. Wow. They need a lot of rain up there. But, um, it, Can you believe uh, the extreme turnarounds that we have in weather in this state? I mean, it. Uh, look at that wet stretch we had for six or seven years, and then now mm-hmm. we broke over to this. There's just no moderation, no in between, man. Oh, I know, I know, I know. And uh, there in George West, I mean, uh, that ranch manager was telling me that the the water bill. On the ranch, it's like two to three thousand a month. Oh gosh, yeah, because I mean they're pumping, keeping the tanks full. I mean not yeah, not full, but but they're keeping water in them. You know, it's like having a bunch of swimming pools. That's exactly it. Yeah, and I noticed that you know we were driving around filling those quail feeders or whatever, and and uh, every every pond that we went by had water in them. You know, quite a bit of water. Right. So keeping the animals happy. You know. Definitely, definitely food doing and water. that. Nothing on this planet can survive without food and water. That that's right. That's without right. Without water, you don't have food. So yeah. water is probably the most critical resource there is. Yeah, and uh, oh my God, well, uh, turkeys! <laughs> the darn turkeys were everywhere, man. I mean, good lord, there's no telling how many turkeys we saw. Um, they're everywhere. <clears throat> Real grand turkeys. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, one one year, a few years ago, we were driving in the ranch. Bird. Oh, I'm <laughs> telling you, are stupid. I mean, they make you get to watching them in a while, and you go, "Man, people actually hunt these." <laughs> I know it. <laughs> they make such a big deal about it on ESPN. You know. Oh yeah, about, I've seen some of those videos. Just, I mean, they go. I mean, a turkey hunter, they are dedicated. I mean, it's in their oh. blood, big time. They just they oh, get I into know. it. I, I was kind of, uh, kind of like a duck hunter, ranch. you know. We're all sick. Yeah. Oh yeah, but driving into the ranch there, this uh, the road coming in is a long stretch road for several miles, and then then it curves hard right. Well, right where it curves hard right, there's a big uh, tank and uh, windmill, and boy, there's always turkeys there. There's a bunch of mesquite trees and whatever, and uh, so you make that curve. There's always turkeys on that curve, and. Uh, I was coming into the ranch there one day, and 
There must have been 50 turkeys on that curve, you know. And, and I'm coming around, of course, there's a bunch of them in the road, and they're running in front of me. And, and all of a sudden, boy, a bunch of them take off, you know. I, I love to watch them take off and fly. And uh, as they took off, there was a bobcat jumped up in the air, tried to catch one in the air. Wow. <laughs> right in front of us. Yeah, that was a sight to see. You messed that bobcat's it, hunt up. <laughs> I know it. But anyway, he missed one. He missed him. But, uh, man, that was something to say. But, yeah, uh, that, Bobcats, man, yeah. you talk about agile and be able to jump. Oh. They, they can jump oh, yeah. way off the ground. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he jumped way up. But he missed. I bet he's caught him before, though. Oh, you, you can bank on it. Boy, that's a big meal for a Bobcat. Big old wild oh, yeah. turkey. You know it. That's, uh, you know it. Big so we got a bunch of them. We got a bunch of them on that place too. Yeah, I had I grabbed a cripple one one time by the neck, and he like beat me to death. Oh God! I let go of him. He just flew off. I had one BB in the head, and I could see the blood coming out. And he was sitting down there with that old wobble <laughs> head laying in the cinder. <laughs> I went Ooh. down there and picked it up. I won't do that again. I'll shoot him again. Oh man, those spurs could hurt you. That's what he's trying to do. <clears throat> And I had a big old thick down jacket on, and he was spurring me in the chest, and those wings were flapping, knocked my hat oh. off. And I let oh him go. Goodness. I put on a show for my buddies. It was uh, one of those quail trips where you're riding around in the Jeep, you know, and drinking some mm-hmm. some good stuff. I was and, reading. Oh, they were laughing, man. It was it was pretty funny. I was reading something somewhere. I think, um, I think the world record turkey or something had like inch and a half spurs. Oh, man, can hurt. you imagine? Ooh. Yeah, ram those in. <laughs> That'll wake man. you up. Good grief. That would Let me knock something. this break out, Lynn. Hang on. We'll come back and talk right. some more turkey. <laughs> I'll be right, right back to you, buddy. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, I need to take a minute to tell everybody about the Belleville Meat Market, located right in downtown Belleville this week. Their double feature and their... Dirty Rice Pecan Smoked Sausage and their Texas Blend Smoked Sausage. It's an all-natural smoked sausage. It's all inspired by their original garlic recipe. You can try it before you buy it. Free samples are always available. And on special, fresh, never-frozen fryers, three or more, whole, uncut, for just $1.29 a pound. And they're now taking their orders for country smoked turkeys. Holiday season's right around the corner, so reserve a couple of them. They're excellent. And custom processing on pigs and calves, they do that all year long. You can order a half calf or a hind quarter, have it processed like you like. And wild game processing, still making their Vinny dogs and hog dogs. This has been a big hit. Homemade hot dogs using your own venison or wild pigs. You can bring something home from your hunt the entire family can enjoy all year long. The Belleville celebrating 42 years serving the greater Houston community. That's the Belleville Meat Market, where meat is our middle name. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. 
right. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. 518 here in the bar. 519 as the clock turns. All right. Let's go back and talk some more with Captain Lynn Smith. All right, Lynn, we're back. We were talking a little turkey and, you know. Oh, yeah. Getting primed yeah, up for hunting season. Man, that's right around the corner. Well, it's youth weekend next weekend. Hope all these kids oh, yeah. don't kill all our big deer before we get there, but oh, <laughs> more yeah, power to them. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, no, I uh, I had a neighbor across the street over here. He uh, It was a doctor. And he uh, he had a little land. He had a lot of land all over the state, but he had a he had a little patch of land out of Beeville, that uh, little, little spot uh-huh. in the road of Mineral mineral texas and uh so i got talking to him and he had this little spot of land about a thousand acres and uh i said well why don't you lease it to to me and a mother neighbor over here he said yeah he said why don't you lease it to lend me and uh he said well yeah we got i got some deer on it and turkeys and uh so that he leased it to us real cheap and so um so anyway my neighbor over here he and i went out there and oh man yeah we we saw a lot of tracks and everything so uh, during spring turkey season, I went out there and I had a turkey decoy and I was all camoed up. And I'm walking along this fence line. I get to the corner of the fence and, and I stopped and I'm, I'm looking and on the other side of the fence, it dropped off to a big ravine and a lot of mesquite trees and everything. And I thought, you know, if I was a turkey, I'd live down in that ravine with all those mesquite trees. And yeah, all that. those bottoms, they like those. Oh yeah. So I, I laid my decoy down and I had a box call and I just picked that box call up and I just hit it, you know, just a, uh, 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 about like that. Man, this gobbler answered me back on the other side over there, boy. And I, oh my God, I set it down and, and I went out about 10 yards and I set that decoy in the ground and I hurried back and I, and I eased up along that fence and I sat down against that fence and put my face mask on and I hit that box call again, and boy, that gobbler answered me again. He was closer. And, man, he came out within about 30 feet of me and, and came underneath the fence and strutted. Boy, he puffed up and strutted. <laughs> I mean, right out in front of me, and I went, look at this. I mean, I couldn't believe that, you know. And uh, he went out there with that decoy and strutted around, boy, like he was King Kong, you know. That's yeah. crazy. First rattle out of the box. You'd never even hunted there or anything. That's crazy. No, no. And I thought, golly, this is Just crazy. Just went on a win. Well, this area looks good. This looks turkeyish. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I said, man, that's something. And uh, I had a lease. I had a lease at Hondo. Same thing happened. Oh, man. There's a ton. I, I used to hunt. A buddy of mine had a place for him and his dad had it for 40 years up there. And, and uh We'd always go to Hondo, and, man, he had the turkeys. I was hunting deer one morning. It looked like the Green Bay Packers crossing a big old oat patch out there. They looked like a marching band, the way they come through there. I said, look Uh at all the turkeys. Hey, at night, you'd go outside and get some out of your truck, and you'd slam that truck door, and and all the trees would just go off around there. Just, you know how they'll uh, make that alarm when when something startles them? And I said, man, this place got some turkeys. Yeah, we have we have a place there on the ranch there at George West, a big roost, you know, and uh, mm-hmm. we had a blind right there by that roost. And I said, you know, I'm going to go over there and see how many turkeys come off that roost, you know. And I sat and I sneaked in there one morning in the dark and eased in that stand and sat down. And, well, when it started getting daylight, there was turkeys started coming off that roost, landing out there in front of that blind. And I'm telling you what, it looked like 
it looked like the North Sea was moving out there. That that <laughs> land was just there were so many turkeys. It was it was unbelievable. You know, the ground was alive. I mean, it it was incredible. Unbelievable. I just yeah. And we don't even we don't even shoot them in the fall. You know, we just just hunt them in the spring because it's so much fun calling them. You know, and and uh, but you know, early in the spring, they're easy. They're, it's just stupid. You know, easy to call them. But once they start getting a bunch of hens and everything, then they get really smart. You know, right. it's hard to call them in. But boy, when it's early in the spring and they're just stupid. You know, they're really. And I, I laugh at these turkey hunters, man, uh, watching ESPN. They think, oh, it's really something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Boy, it's a big but, deal for some. That's all they live for. They'd rather turkey hunt than do any other kind of hunting. They are in. Well, it is fun. It is fun. I have to admit, yeah. it is fun watching those turkeys, boy. They put on a show. They, they do. They do put on a show. <laughs> it is something to watch. I like Somebody when they come out never- and mount that decoy. Oh yeah, spur it. Yeah, you know, spur it. Everything. And oh my goodness. Yeah, they put on a show, man. They do. I, uh, I went up there at Mineral. I, I went up there one weekend during spring season. I took my dad, and uh, I dropped him off at the camp. And I was I was a little late, so I said, "Mo, I'm gonna hurry up and and run down over that spot on that corner of that fence." And I, I didn't have on leggings or anything, but I was in a hurry. Oh, boy. And I was walking down this cow trail. Boy, and I heard this rattlesnake buzz. And, man, I stopped, and, I, and about a five-footer came across the trail right in front of me. Ugh. And I blew, his, I blew his head off, boy. And I, I picked him up, and I hung him over a bush. And I thought, well, I'll get him on the way back, and I'll skin him, all, skin him out. And a pretty rattlesnake. So I went about another – 30 yards and there was a six footer laying there looking at me good lord and uh man once they start moving man you, you know they're they're on the move you know and um i had, I had a guy tell me one time said boy once you see you see more than one rattlesnake you better if you got dogs on the ground quail hunting you pick right. the dogs up and you go to the truck don't let the dog run back the truck. You pick the dog up and you carry him to the truck because those, those snakes are on the move, you know? Well, anyway, I, I shot that, that six footer blew his head off and I grabbed him and I went and got that five footer and I went back to the camp and I walked up there and my dad was there and he looked kind of funny. And I threw those two rattlesnakes up on a table. We had there a picnic table Boy, and his eyes got real big, and and I said, "To heck with this uh, turkey hunting. Uh, let's have a cocktail and talk about this." <laughs> yeah, know? definitely. But, because the snakes are out, and uh, I'm I'm not I'm not walking out there without snake leggings or snake boots. Which brings up a point: when I got back from the ranch, uh, I was taking my boots off, and my darn boots. I, I used one of those, all those. Um, what do you call it, um, shoes, right. where you step and pull your boot off, and I'll be right. there if my boot didn't come apart on me. One of my boots did. It came my apart on you? Yeah. The heel came off. Oh, Yeah, man. my Justin. You know, my, they're about 17 or 18 years old. Probably. That's the way mine are, and I love them. I, they're just now oh. broke in. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I don't know what I'm going to do. I, 
Well, I've got another pair of boots, another pair of snake boots, but I'm like you, you know, these old Justins, I just, uh, they're just broken in, you know. Uh, but anyway, I've got another pair of snake boots, but what was that other kind of boot you were telling me about? That I'm trying to remember the name of them because I was going to tell you about them. Uh, yeah, triple X or something like that. Something X. Yeah. Well, anyway, I've got another pair of boots. That, you know, That's what Blaine and everybody are wearing now. They're way more comfortable and they're lighter. And uh, mm-hmm. they just they live in them down there. Of course. That's what you said. If I was down there all the time in his area, I'd I'd sleep in my snake boots. <laughs> Good mm-hmm. Lord, oh, yeah. I got some snakes in that area. It's just unreal. Yeah, the the ranch manager there, George West, uh, showed me a picture of when he killed uh, uh, the knight. Uh, he was driving up to the ranch house, and this snake was right there at the ranch house. I'll send you a picture of it. Um, it was six and a half feet long. Oh and, my gosh! Uh, yeah, he said he was driving up. He looked. He said it looked like a stick in the road, and the closer he got, the bigger it got. And uh, he went, oh, my God, it was right there at the ranch house, you know. But, um, oh, he's a, it's a keeper. But, uh, you know, they're out, you know. I mean, good grief. You know, I told you this. Uh, well, they're hunting like quail. we are. You know, they're looking for food too, yeah. buddy. Sure, sure. You know, one night I was sitting here in Fort O'Connor, and, um, it was dark it was about seven o'clock at night. And, uh, I heard these two shots, uh, right next door. And there was a trailer house next door on the other side of the fence. And boss, I, I popped up, you know, and I opened the front door and looked out and I saw some car lights and I saw some people out there. I hear them talking. And I saw this guy lift up a, a rattlesnake, about a four foot rattlesnake. And I thought, Hmm, well, that's interesting, you know, and, Anyway, the next day, uh, I saw this girl that uh, lived in that trailer, and uh, I said, hey, uh, I saw y'all had a little excitement last night. She said, oh, yeah, about a four-foot rattlesnake. And um, I said, well, you know, they had some feral cats over there. Well, she was feeding them outside. And I said, well, there's your problem. You're feeding those cats. You're leaving food out for them. Well, mice are getting into that food, but what do you think's going after the mice? You know, right. the rattlesnakes are coming in, coming out of that brush out there after the mice. Don't be leaving food out for those cats. And she said, you think that is happening? I said, well, sure it is. Well, yeah. Yeah, those rattlesnakes are after the mice. A listener just texted me those boots are called Twisted X. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I knew it was some X. kind of X, triple X, double X, it's twisted X. <laughs> yeah. And and uh, where do they sell them? Man, Blaine, I think they bought all theirs at that new tractor supply there in Heavenville. Okay. I know they got them there, and I'm sure, you know, a lot of your, you know, your uh, country stores, you know, boot and clothing, Western Wars right. should have them. I mean, they're, they're real up. popular. I'll check tractor supply. Yeah, I'll have to I look at I love tractor them. supply. I try to stay out of those places. It costs too much to go in there and look around. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> you need everything. Oh. Got to have it all, man. I know it. I but know. that was nice. They put that one up there in Heavenville. At, uh, we went in there, and that's where we got all the dog food for the quail dogs and stuff. One, one weekend, we were getting low on dog food. We ran in there and. 
man, it was a nice store. They were, it was just, it had just opened, been open a couple of weeks. They still didn't have it stocked up all the way. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, we, uh, it was kind of funny, you know, they, they leased the ranch to this guy from, uh, Wisconsin. And, uh, these guys show up down there. They were bow hunters and they show up down there in tennis shoes. <laughs> and I said, what, what are you doing, man? This is South Texas. <laughs> and, uh, we got rattlesnakes down here, big ones. And, uh, and they, they show up to hunt in tennis shoes. Well, one of them. Well, that's fine if you're just going to get out of the truck and get in the blind. But then if you got to look for a deer and walk through the brush, you're just asking for it. I mean, those mesquite thorns will go through the basic pair of shoes and into your foot. Yeah, exactly. Well, I don't even get out of the truck at the gate without snake boots on, you know? Exactly. And uh, that's usually when somebody gets hit when they're opening a gate or something like that. That's right. Not paying attention. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, anyway, it was funny. One of them had <laughs> uh, had stuck a, a deer, and it ran off. And oh, well, Lord. of course, it was right at dark. You know, well, we all got always. out there to look for this deer. Yeah, always. We got out there to look for this deer, track this deer, and there was about five or six of us out there one night. And uh, we're walking around, and I'm shining a flashlight and everything. And uh, all of a sudden, man, this guy runs by me like a like a wounded deer you know he ran by me like a flash i go hey where are you going he said snake and he <laughs> ran by me and uh i said what kind was it he said i don't know I, I i got it on camera i took a picture of it i said well what kind is it he said i don't know i got a picture of it he showed me on his phone it was about a six foot rattler and he almost stepped on it you know and he was in tennis shoes. But yet he took a picture of it and then took off running. Uh-huh. Yeah. Boy. I said, oh, my God. Unbelievable. Well, I feel for Craig and JP and all them guys that work for Blaine down there. You know, Blaine's brother, he's a tracking machine. And it it never fails. It's always at nighttime when there's a wounded deer. Never in the sure. morning. It's always at night. And. Boy, they go traipsing off in there with a dog and through all that thick brush and tracking oh. blood and, oh, man, snakes. You know, that same guy, he stuck a deer with an arrow, and, uh, oh, we went looking for that deer and and uh, kind of spread out in that brush, and we're looking around, and I smelled that deer. I smelled him. And... Uh, I actually eased into that brush downwind of him and I smelled that deer like a dog, man. <laughs> and I walked around this brush pile and there he was bedded up, laid, laid there. He was dead, but, uh, laying there with the air in him. And I hollered at the old boy and I said, Hey man, found <laughs> your deer. Here he is. <laughs> I'm on point. <laughs> and, uh, but I, I actually smelled him. I really Man. did. Yeah. Well, I'll you know, tell you, you when, they're, sm- when they're all hocked up, you know, that, uh, boy, you can smell them, smell them a long yep. way off. Yep. That's a fact. But, you know um, that smell, you'll never forget it. Let me knock oh, this yeah. break out, Lynn. Hang on, buddy. We'll come back and talk all some right, more. Man. All right, man. All right. All right. Well, I need to take a moment to tell everybody about the Mirror Lure Little John. What it is, it's a soft plastic twitch bait. 
and it's one of the hottest soft plastic baits I've chunked in years, and that's the Miralure Little John. It's a three and three quarter inch soft plastic twitch bait. It throws like a bullet into the winter downwind. It doesn't matter. Attach it to a jig head, whether you're wading or fishing out of the boat. And the little John is lethal on speckled trout, redfish, and flounder. And the little John, it's injected with a secret fish casing scent, and it has a darting action. It makes it irresistible to game fish. And the little John is so tough and durable that one bait can last for days. I've caught dozens of trout on just one particular bait. And the Little John comes in 14 popular fish-catching colors, and all it does is produce results day in and day out. That's the Miralure Little John. You can look for them wherever tackle is sold. Remember, folks, nothing catches fish like Miralure. Go to Miralure.com. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right, let's go back and talk some more with Lynn Smith, and it is 540 here in the Bayou City. All right, Lynn, we are back, buddy. Yeah, we're going to have our, our first um, doe hunts. We're going we're gonna to shoot a bunch of does uh, second week in November, and uh, we'll start it off then. So uh, that'll be good. And uh, we're going to harvest some does, and uh, that'll be the first uh, first deer hunts down there. So that'll be good. And, Get them uh, before they're bred. Yep, exactly. So that'll be good. We'll take a bunch of them and and uh, get them off the place. So that's well, good. Then we've that's got part we've of got that's part of uh, management right there. You got to do it. Got to get your oh, ratio yeah. down. Well, you know, I remember so many years that we had we had uh, deer leases all my life. Um, you know, we had family leases and all that. Um, and, uh, you know, the ranchers wouldn't let you take those, you know, they wouldn't let you do it. And, uh, I remember we had a family lease, uh, out of Bryan college station and no, oh, those ranchers, they, they would not, they wouldn't give you a doe permit. Wouldn't happen. Right. No way. Uh, even up in East Texas and all there, uh, no does, man, they wouldn't let you shoot does. You know, it just whole the mindset was totally different back then. But look at look at what uh, what they produced. I mean, look at the the horns back then. Um, you know, you didn't you didn't have the, the deer horns like they do now. You didn't have the management. Right. Didn't you have got the a, management. You, got to manage and you the herd. had inferior genes flowing everywhere, and now mm-hmm. you don't. It's uh, hey, conservation does work. Whether you're it raising does. fish or raising deer, it all it's all the same. It does. That ranch there, George West, uh, when they first uh, leased that place, uh, the biggest deer that they took off that ranch was a 154. That was the biggest deer. Right. And uh, but then they started really managing it, you know, with uh, a biologist and and uh, flying it and uh, surveying it. And uh, taking taking does and cull bucks and such as that, and uh, and now look at what what they have. I mean, you know, you have to you have to manage the place. I mean, sure. the biologist tells you how many does need to be taken, how many bucks, and uh, it makes a big difference. Big, of difference. course, it does. And, uh, and look at look at the deer. Don't... You know, as much as y'all stay on top of it, look at the deer y'all have that you've never even seen before. Oh yeah, exactly. They're exactly. like ghosts, man. Big old ghost. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But, you know, what, what amazes you is, is that, uh, you know, once the rut starts, uh, the deer that just come out of the woodwork you've never seen before. Right. Yeah, they just they just show up, you know. Like gillies on a and, Saturday night, baby. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling you, man. Come out wearing the feathers, <laughs> you know. And, uh, yeah, they come out. They show up. Yes. But, uh, boy, howdy. You know, it's, it's, uh, uh, I mean, I love it. Or you say, man, look at that one. You know, <laughs> oh gosh, yes. I love, uh, yeah, you got your binoculars up looking at bucks at a feeder or something like that. And all of a sudden one just steps out of the brush and you go, oh my God, look at that one. You know, <laughs> yeah, just makes the hair on the back of your neck stand up. That's why you're there. You know, that's exactly why you're there. And uh, and I and I tell hunters that I go, man, this is this is why we we love it. You know, this is why we're here. And uh, yes, you know, and I've had people ask me, they go, well, how can you tell the age of that deer? And I and I explain it. You know, I just have a look at one and and I age him. You know, and I sit down. We we don't want to shoot one that that young. Uh, you know, he'll be he'll be a lot better next year, and the year after that, he'll be even better. We've had some bucks that um, we let them get too old, and they they went downhill. And uh, we had one buck that we should have taken. He was um, he was like a, he was a twelve point, a massive twelve point. He had a lot of mass to him and all that. And we we let him uh, stay at this one stand. With no, we wouldn't let anybody hunt him. And uh, he had twenty nine does at that one stand. What a harem. And uh, we Oh, he had a harem. <laughs> he did, boy. And we wouldn't let anybody hunt that stand. But yet we had people go there and want to sit and watch him. And, boy, he ruled the roost there, man. Yeah. He did. And other bucks would show up there, and he'd run them off. You know, yeah, that was, his, off. that was his territory. Oh, it was. And that was this. Uh, well, that, we did, had that tells you one thing about that deer great gene pool and a dominant buck i mean that's his oh he and, was uh, hey oh, let him he have was. all them does how many does you think one deer will breed in one year you know like a big buck oh. like that oh there is no telling you know no I've, telling i've always wondered that and i never knew i never heard anybody that had a a true feel for i that. wouldn't i wouldn't know but i know he had I 29 the deal is, is, shows what a buck he is how you know how many's too many? <laughs> He's gonna get them all. <laughs> I know, <laughs> I, I know he looks happy. He looks yeah. happy. <laughs> you know, I, I, know. I knew a guy at his ranch. He had a picture of a twenty-year-old boy uh, turned sideways, and a picture of a sixty-year-old man turned sideways, and had a picture of both of them standing there. And then he had a picture of a young buck and an old buck standing next to each other in a picture. And uh, he said. If you want to know how to determine the age of a buck, here it is. Look at the human picture and look at the deer picture. And, it, you know, with the sway back and the belly and all that, that was classic. <laughs> oh, I bet. Yeah, I think I told you this before, but it was so funny. I was sitting up in a stand with this one guy, and uh, he uh, all he did was video deer. So I, I took him there to that stand. I said, I said, well, you'll want to video this. I mean, this. This guy is a real hoss. I said, man, he's the he he is the the boss of this this blind. I mean, he right. he rules this roof. <laughs> and so he said, man, I, I want a video on him. You know, so I said, good. 
Well, anyway, we were sitting up in that stand, and uh, it was classic. I mean, he had all these does milling around that, that feed pen and all that. And Down the Sendera, here came this big 10-point, and this big 10-point was coming up there. And, uh, man, he, he got closer and closer. And when he when he got close to that pen, he got all stiff-legged, and he started oh, puffing yeah. up, you know, and, Oh, he was crab really walking, stiff legged, oh, bristled up. Yeah. I, I love uh, it. That's classic. Oh yeah, he was showing his stuff, man. Uh-huh. And he was walking up there, boy. Well, this big buck that ruled the roost, man. When he <laughs> puffed up and got <laughs> stiff legged, buddy, that other buck, that ten, big ten, he, you could literally on the video <laughs> that this guy took, you could see his eyes get real big. When he saw that other buck, his eyes got real big, and he he just slowly turned around and walked off. <laughs> like, I don't want any part of this. I don't want any part of this guy. And he just slowly walked off back the way he came. Man. He said, no, no, uh-uh. I don't want to fight this big boy. I like when <laughs> all them little teenagers and young two- and three-year-old bucks are out there, and they – you know, the rut's fixing to start off, and they're out there sparring and, you know, knock, rack knocking and, you know, just really playing around. They ain't getting after it. And then that big mature boy will walk out there, and they just scatter like quail. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. Hey, yeah. daddy's here. We got to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Big daddy. Gosh, mighty. It's well, so gets fun me, to watch. That's, that, that's part of it. That's why, I, that's why I love hunting a rut. You see so oh, much good yeah. stuff, man. Yeah. And what gets me is is when two bucks do lock up, and they're not that all that big, and you're you're watching them fight out there, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, a big buck comes running out of the brush that you yeah. never knew was there, you know? That's why rattling horns work that time of year. A lot of people, oh. they don't believe in rattling, but I'll tell you, it works. Shoot. Oh, it does. It does. I love rattling horns. I mean, I, I, I love it. You know, Al, the ranch manager at this ranch, boy, he, he's really good at rattling those horns. He's into man. it, yeah. He's he into it, and he he takes a hunter out, and he'll, he'll rally up a good one. Yeah, and but, it's better uh, if you're on the ground. It sounds more natural to him. Oh. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Out of the stand, if you're up high and you do it, it you know you'll get some it's, young bucks come in, but uh, it's just not the same. It doesn't sound right to them, and the big deer know no. that they won't come to it. Got to be on right. the ground, that, man. Yeah, a friend of mine was rattling uh, on the ground, and he was kneeling down on the edge of Sundera, and he was rattling, and boy, he's looking down this Sundera, and he heard something out of the corner of his eye. He turned and looked, and this buck was charging him uh, oh, through the brush had his head down charging him and he he jumped into the sundera he was on his knees so he just lunged forward and this buck charged him with his head down and one of the tines went through a belt loop on the back of his pants holy <laughs> and ripped, moly. ripped his belt loop out yeah he's lucky yeah oh i'm telling you what. Been a lot of people yeah. hurt like that when you rattle that's why you want two guys there one rattling the other one with a gun yeah. Oh, yeah. Because they're there to fight for him. Yeah, and the they're hair all comes... up. They're coming in there to play ball, oh. buddy. <laughs> oh, the hair on the back of their neck standing up. Yeah. going to look like oh, they're Astros ready to tonight. <laughs> yeah. I hope so. I hope. I hope. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to put up 12, 15 runs against them tonight and get it over with. Just smoke them. Oof. 
Isn't that the truth? Yeah, buddy. No, I tell you what, you know, and I've told people this before. I said, uh, don't be surprised. You get a, you get a big buck, uh, you, you shoot a big deer, and have another big deer run out and lock horns with that dead deer on the ground. Right. I've seen them do it. I've yes. seen them do it. You know, and try to fight that dead deer on the ground because you know they knew that that was the dominant buck and they wanted. Yeah, and he was the threat to that other buck that was uh, mm-hmm. taking over his territory. That's right. Exactly. That's right. Oh, I'll tell you what, Mother Nature is something to see. But people that have never seen something like that, it's, it is it is amazing. If that doesn't get in your blood, nothing will. No, you know? human nature kind of used to be like that, but we've all, uh, we've toned it down. <laughs> <laughs> Things are different now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy, i tell you what, I love it. I, I absolutely love it. Yeah. Man, I'll tell you. It's uh, it, it's something to see. It really is, you know. Yeah, and you get down there away from all this upper area up here where I'm from, and, man, it's just totally different smell. The air seems cleaner. Oh. I mean, it's just it's way better. Oh, it's nothing like it. It's nothing like, like when it. you hadn't been down to the beach in a while when you pull up on the seawall and that salt air smell hits you. It's just nothing like yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, when I was I was working in Colorado. I was up there on a job, and, and uh, I was in Denver, and, and uh, people from Colorado, they love their state, you know, and rightfully so. It's a beautiful place. And, yeah. and uh, one of the guys there in the office, he said, well, how, how do you like living in Colorado compared to, compared to Texas? And I said, you know what? I said, this is a beautiful place and everything. I said, but you know what? If the Gulf of Mexico backed up these mountains, this would be the perfect place. <laughs> That's where I'd retire. You got it. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. not Texas. No, it's not Texas. Mm-mm. Nope, that's a fact. Just such a difference, you know, with the, you know, people that had never been to Texas and they come here and stay a while and fish and hunt and they go, man, this is a bird nest on the ground. It's got so much yep. to offer in the outdoors, you know, all oh, the yeah. different types of species, animals you can hunt, all the fish, whether it's freshwater or saltwater. I mean, look how many wonderful lakes we have in this state yeah you know for bass fishing enthusiasts and crappie fishermen. i mean it and then all the salt water all the what 330 miles of coastline it's just uh well i've hunted i've hunted all over the place i've hunted um idaho and colorado and uh they don't have the animals like we do No. no way and, uh, you know, it's just, it, it's incredible. No, people no. come down to South Texas and they'll sit in the stand and said, man, I saw more deer on this one hunt this morning than I've ever seen in my whole life where I'm from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They just can't well, believe guy, how many, you know, coyotes and all the birds and, and deer and yeah. hogs, javelina, everything. They just go, man, what an abundance of wildlife. Oh yeah. That guy that, uh, leased the ranch a couple of years ago, he, uh, he brought down some buddies, and and uh, one of his one of his friends was a character, and uh, we put him up in the stand, and and uh, went to pick him up. Said, "Well, what do you think?" He said, "He said I called my wife and said, honey, sell everything. We're moving to Texas.' We're moving to Texas. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "I never saw so many deer in my life." <laughs> he said, yep. I, "I can sit, I can sit in the stand." And, and maybe never see a deer all season up there. Right. 
Yeah, that's a fact. Just, uh, they, don't, they go crazy when they get here. Just mm-hmm. You tell them, oh. hey, don't shoot the first thing that comes out. You're, you're going to see a nope. lot, lots of animals, and uh, just take your time. Mm-hmm. But if it's something you want to put on the wall and he looks good, hey. Yeah. Pull the trigger. Yeah, I've had, I've had customers, you know, say, well, what do you think? What do you think? I said, well, he's a nice deer, but I think you can get something better, you know? Yeah. Really? <laughs> you, you think so? I said, yeah, yeah. That's that's a nice deer, but no, I think you can get something better. You think so? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no doubt. And they, they wait, and uh, I go, now, that's a good deer there. Uh, he'll score good, and and uh, that's a pretty deer, real symmetrical, good time lengths, and uh, go ahead and pop that one. <laughs> and uh, they kill a good deer, and they got a good trophy, you know. So they're happy, and that's what counts, you know. So anyway, that's uh, all right, buddy. Well, Lynn, it's always fun talking to you on Sundays, man. It makes makes my day for sure. And a lot of other people <laughs> find joy it. Good conversation. Hey, well. Hey, if somebody wants to come fishing with you, y'all can talk uh, turkey and deer and everything else while they're fishing, too. How do they get a hold of you, buddy? Oh, good, man. It, uh, they give me a 361-935-6833. Do you have any of those uh, eight-point, uh, those management hunts left available for anybody? No, I don't think so. I think uh, I think they filled up on those. Um, okay. They may do some late-season late doe hunts i think i think you may may do that i'm not sure got you uh, well we'll, we'll be let, in touch so we'll yeah i'll we'll let, let you know, know later on down the line yeah i think so we've got a long ways to go between now and new year so it's oh good, yeah brother oh all you right lynn you. well you have a good one you take care my friend okay man have a good one see you bud all right Bye. That's Captain Lynn Smith down in Port O'Connor. Time for our top of the hour break, national anthem and all that. You're listening to the Outdoor Show here at Sports Radio 610. We'll be right back. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 